This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. You know, we, we are definitely, there's something brewing, brewing in, um, in, in this congregation. And, and yeah, I mean, is it the coffee corner again? And the, pre- the previous few services, the, the caffeine there at the back, there was amen and hallelujahs and go Boca and all these kind of things. If you really wanted to watch the Boca, you shouldn't have come to the last service. You know that, right? Don't worry. You know me well enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be ready when the Boca play, so you'll make it as well. Amen. <laughs> There's definitely something brewing. Um, we, uh, and God's ways are always relevant in all times, but he's got our attention, um, as Andres and myself, on Ephesians 4. Um, Jesus gives gifts, he equips each and every one, and when each one does his part, we all grow together. Okay, And uh, the way the Bible, when it's, when it's speaking of equipping the saints for the work of a ministry, it speaks of this term which Andres uh, at the moment is focusing on uh, bringing to fitness, right? Preparing yourself for what God wants to do through you. Now, we are definitely going to get more intentional about that in the near future. I see today as a little bit of an introduction to where we are heading, but there's something in the water, and I'm very excited, and you should be too, because you're a part of um, this congregation. That means uh, you get to um, be on the journey. There's also other amazing churches in this town, amen? Um, and praise God for also for our family. Just if you are new around here, we love every church in this town. Myself and Andres, I speak for both of us. He's in East London at the moment, ministering there, him and Lisa, so you can pray for them. Uh, we, we love every town, a church in this town, because we need, we need support, right? The battle is real, and we love how God puts the church together, and we are also very excited, unashamedly, with what God is doing here. And we want to be good stewards of, of our own congregation so that we can also do our part, and the same for you. Three barriers you must break to go far in the Lord. Three barriers you must break to go further in the Lord. These are not the only barriers you will face, but what I believe, I almost think I want to guarantee, but it's not my things to guarantee, is that if... if there's some of these barriers or one that you struggle to break through is that you will not be able to run in the way you can run. You know, there's a, there's a podcaster that shared the story of uh, his wife. She, wa- she walks on the treadmill every morning and then she watch the horses. You know, you've heard about the Betzplas, the horse races. And he was like so confused, like why is she watching the horses? And he was like, are we invested in one of his horses? Because every morning religiously, she will watch the horses. And then one day, I mean, he asked her, why do you watch the horses while you're on the treadmill? And she says, I don't care who wins. And obviously, I'm not a a gambling person, but I love to see them run. (laughs) Because when they run, man, you can see they were made for it. You are just the same. You're made to run. 
You're made to go and you're made to catch your stride in God's kingdom. And then people, when they see it, what should land on their heart is, wow, that's what that person was made to do. You know, some of <laughs> these people here, you see them running here with their instruments. And if you put me on the drums, <laughs> it would be like a horse with two legs. But um, for Yaku, you know, he's running, and it's just one example. But what about you? What has God placed in you? What does he have for you? And are you running? Are you going? That's my heart for you. That's my heart for this uh, message. <clears throat> a barrier is a circumstance or an obstacle that keeps people or things apart or prevents communication or progress. Now, there's three barriers we must break because a barrier divides me from you and you from other people, and a barrier prevents us from moving forward. So whichever barriers there might be in the way of what God has called us to walk, we must get rid of them, corporately and individually, right? Now, when I search for this um, definition to show you, there's a photo that came out, and I thought it's funny, but it, it made me thought of these barriers I will discuss this morning. You see this man on his way to, uh, it's like a Google pin or something like that, some other location pin, but, but he had to overcome the barrier of a snake. Looks like a cobra, right? And then it, it looks like a, like a drain that's that's exposed like in scary movies or something. And then at the bottom, there's a, there's, there's a trouble waiting if you fall in the drain. Scorpion. And then not one crocodile, but three. <laughs> and sometimes we feel like that on our journey. We're like, Lord, it feels like those people are, it's like plain sailing for them, but I have to face three crocodiles. Uh, but God is here to help us. Isn't that true? On our journey. Let's read together. Um, in the book of Judges. We're going to read about Joshua a little bit. What happened here, just before we start, is that Moses died, and Joshua led the Israel into the promised land, and he asked them, he basically encouraged them and said, let's, let's follow the Lord, everyone. Let's follow the Lord. Um, and gave a speech, and then we get to verse 6, where it says, when Joshua dismissed the people, the people of Israel went each to his inheritance to take possession of the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua. Very important. The people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work that the Lord had done for Israel. Let's carry on. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years. And they buried him within the boundaries of his inheritance in timnath Hares, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gash. And that generation also were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. Okay, very important. They were following the Lord as long as Joshua lived and the elders that was with Joshua. When they buried the last of those elders who walked with Joshua, the next generation turned away from God. All right. 
And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt and went after other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed down to them. And they provoked the Lord to anger. And they abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and saved them from the hands of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by the groaning because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. So again, we see the pattern. Certain times God would raise up a leader to help the people. But when the judge dies, or when it's at the end of the days of the judge, the people would fall back again. Oh, next verse. Well, whenever the judge died, verse 19, they turned back and were more corrupt than their fathers going after other gods, serving them and bowing down to them. They did not drop any of their practices or their stubborn ways. Okay. What do we have here? What do we have here? Firstly, a judge of a richter. The book Judges in Africa is called the richters. They were not people with fake hair with hammers like in court. Okay, They're not judges like that. Um, they were charismatic leaders which was anointed by God to fulfill a certain purpose in a certain time of Israel. One of those judges was Samson, right? And the judges preceded the time of the kings. The first king would be Saul. Before Saul, there wasn't a king. There was this judge, that judge, and there was moments of relief for Israel. But the pattern we see is that every time God would anoint a man, they would move Israel, but when the man fell away, the people fell away. Okay, it's a pattern we are seeing here. The first barrier I want to talk about this morning is the people barrier. If you want to go further in the Lord, and if I want to go further in the Lord, the first barrier we have to overcome is the people barrier or a misplaced faith. And here is the key of a misplaced faith. Even though Joshua was anointed by God to be a leader of the people, it was never meant that their faith should be built on Joshua. Are you with me? Because when Joshua fell away, the people fell away. When God raised up a judge from God, anointed to do a work, it was never meant that people's faith should be built on the judge. But unfortunately, that's what happened, because when the judge fell away, the people fell away. Now, let me tell you something, because I, I've not been a pastor for 40 or 60 years, but I've gone past the 10-year mark, and I've had many conversations with people that got hurt. I'll tell you something. I've seen people rebounding after being sexually abused, coming back to God, finding healing, serving in God's kingdom, doing amazing work. That Sometimes I think, Lord, how did that happen? How did that person get that a soft heart? But I, I see it happening. I see people get past the death of family members. It's very hard, and I don't speak lightly on these things. 
I see people coming through that strongly. I see people getting through the sickness barrier. I'm not saying it's easy, but I see people getting through it. You know what people really, really struggle with? When a pastor or spiritual leader fails them. I have found that that can even be harder than being sexually abused. That is not a rule, and I'm sure that, can, that cannot be measured in that sense. I have seen people getting so hurt by other humans that they have walked away from the faith. The people barrier is a very important one. Because Johnny here, sitting in front, as my brother, if I'm a house built on the rock, maybe Johnny is a window here of the house or one of the stones in my wall who's helping me on my faith journey, but he can never be my foundation. You see, the moment he's my foundation, if he falls away, I fall away. So what do we see today? We see almost like in the time of the judges, we see these charismatic Incredibly gifted pastors planting churches with thousands of people, and then the pastor cheats on his wife. And we see the collapse of a church like a falling tree. What's happening? We've placed our faith in people. Those who make it all the way, those who go far with God at one stage, early, middle, or at the end of a journey, they get through this barrier and they realize, I cannot build or determine my faith on the life of another human being. There is a place for them in my journey, a very important place. We together are the body, but they cannot hold my salvation. There's only one that can do that. And it is a barrier I must break through, and it is a barrier you must break through. Where your faith... God helps you. And those who are my friends, that's close to me, know this. God help you if you build your faith on me. It is the worst foundation you can have because I cannot hold your salvation. Hey, I'm working out my own. What a sin if I should come up here and help you build your salvation on me. Get through the people barrier. Get through the people barrier. We are walking together. Your pastor is not your foundation. He is one of the saints. We are working together. And we have great influence on one another. And we can encourage and help and build up one another in ways that really builds a church and cause a kingdom to come. But your house cannot stand on me. And my house cannot rest on you. When this has happened... We see the pattern. When Joshua died and the elders died, the nation fell away. Are you with me this morning? Yes. Very important. Very important. You say... Yeah, but that's obvious, this people barrier thing, man. I'm saying maybe so. I've got a question for you. How easy do you take offense? How easy do you harbor anger? It's a root of that. 
you are placing on someone an expectation they failed you and now you're mad at them. You're offended with them. In one sense, it's a calamity if someone falls away and you fall away, but just watch out for the little seeds of placing our hopes, our dreams, our future on the backs of humans. They cannot hold it. They're not built for that. Amen? So let's break through this as a church and as individuals because there's something in the water. We are going somewhere, and I want all of us to get through these barriers sooner than later. Right, let's go on. After the death of Moses, we're still in the same passage, the same area in the Bible. The servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, and you and all this people go into the land I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. Now, I love the Afrikaans here, where it says, now therefore arise, in verse 2. In Afrikaans, it says, mark yourself rech. Now, you know, you know, if, you, if you're married, if you're a man, you don't just go to town with your wife. That's a rechmark process. There's a process. It's a shower. It's a hair. It's a ears. It's the makeup. It's the, it's the whole thing. You know, you must arise. You must prepare yourself. You know, we are going somewhere. And it's interesting that the Lord tells Joshua, arise. Mark yourself, you've got a journey ahead. Now, if we just go to that next slide. Second barrier for us is the barrier of initial movement or the barrier of personal activation. And I'm very intentional with my word there, personal. Because now we get to something that no one else can do for you. There's something that must happen in your faith journey that you must activate. You have to arise him yourself, Rachmark. You have to get the movement going. You can be in church and be enriched by the word being shared. You can be enriched by a time of worship. And that can create some kind of a movement in your heart. But there's going to be a place where you need to personally say, Okay, Lord, I'm here for service. Count me in. Activate it. Ready to go. Let me use an example. <laughs> this is, these are, um, it's almost um, examples that it's laughable, but let me just say, let's say you have a heart for a person, or a heart for the poor, or a heart for orphans. You've got a heart for a person. You're not going to wake up one morning and there they are, and you are spending time with them in your home. <laughs> there needs to be an activation. If, if they're on your heart, what are you going to do now? You have to phone them. You have to prepare to have them over. You have to move. You have to ask your wife, hey, can we invite these people over? You have to activate it. Then they need to be able to come, and then when we are together, there's something that can happen because God laid them on, on your heart. Now, many of us live through our lives and die with a mission on our hearts that has never been released into this world. 
if you've had a heart for orphans 10 years ago and you still have a heart for orphans, guess what? After 10 years, you're still only going to have a heart. At some stage, at some stage, you need to break the barrier. You're going to have to take personal ownership and activate yourself. Are you with me? Do it. You're going to have to step in. You can yourself with Rechmark. And what I've seen on my journey with God is you don't, I know some of us are frantic organizers, and I love you guys because I'm not great with it. So when we work together, we tend to move along an organization nicely. But you cannot organize everything. So sometimes you have to move because as you move, clarity increases on your journey. But you're going to have to overcome the barrier of initial movement, which is sometimes the hardest. Sometimes you... There's going to be a time where thinking of joining a small group will have to change to committing to go. Getting in your vehicle, rain, no rain, wind, no wind, preparing and going. There's going to be that stage. Amen? Because we are going somewhere. We are going somewhere. And I know I'm, press, I'm pressing the buttons this morning. Sorry. Thank you, and my pleasure. <laughs> He's busy with us. Amen, everyone. He's busy with us. And I'm here to encourage you to take your first step. Take your first step. Let's go on. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on a day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, well, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, speaking to Joshua, be strong and courageous? A man whose heart is set on the word of God, that man carries a courageous heart. The third barrier as a church we need to break through and that you need to break through is the barrier of love or personal proximity. There's a place where you must come near to God for yourself. And how do we do that? What, what did we see from Jesus? We see it by being in the Word and praying, being prayerful with the Word and letting prayers flow from that. Our intimacy with God cannot be fed through YouTube. Okay, that is full course. Okay? That's spiritual McDonald's. <laughs> we need to get to Omasa course. <laughs> All right? We need to be fed well. Now, there's something about this barrier that gets very personal. I'll tell you something what happened in my life. I had a grandma, Oma Annie, <laughs> You know, my Annie was an extreme introvert, and she also came from, a from the time where, you, who remembers it when people said, you know, your, your faith is not a public thing. Don't talk to me about faith. That, that's private. Who remembers that? Yeah, okay. Some of our parents said it. Mine did. And my grandma came from that, time, uh, from that era, and she was in a traditional church, but I always had a sense there's something about her. Now, I inherited her Bible when she passed on, and I paid through the Bible. I still have it. Um, it's an old Afrikaans vertaling. And her Bible was filled with the prayers for us. 
But she never said it. She didn't have the courage. It was not in the culture of the church. But I found the prayers on the pages. And those prayers did move us. It moved me. I know now it did. But there was a time she passed away. She passed on. She could not do personal proximity for me. She prayed for me. And her prayers moved the hand of God. But there was a day when I came closer for myself, where I said, I will eat this word. I will read this word. And I will get to know and love God for myself. And that is a barrier for many, especially Afrikaners, traditional Afrikaans, Afrikaans especially, because we are in the vicinity where someone is close to God, and sometimes we think, but that means by default we are, but we're not. We need to come ourselves. It's great if your wife reads the Bible every night, and maybe she reads it loud. But you must read it for yourself. <laughs> you know those wives. Here I now lees that my man You should love your wife as Christ loved the church. <laughs> That's great. But there's a time where you have to do it. You have to break through the barrier for yourself. And you know, as pastors and as churches, on behalf of pastors and churches, I also have to say sorry and repent because the church movement has gone to the place where, maybe it's accidental, where when everyone comes into the building, we say, that's a good week, man. Did you see how full church was? And, and what do the people hear? When you come to church, you are doing it. When you are attending, your faith is pumping. Well done. Come here for the bottle. Come next week for the bottle. What we see in Scripture is that a healthy church is a church where we come in like this, and there's, there's something here this morning, right? There's something here. We want to be here. Who agrees with me? Yes, why is the coffee station so silent now? But <laughs> there's something here, and it, it should be like that when we're together. But then, when each one goes to their own home, there's a special place. There's a table. There's a couch. There's a light that goes on in the morning. And the Bible opens, and then each individual of the church eats for themselves. They are breaking through the barrier of proximity. They are building their faith. Now they're being fed by God. They are getting taught by the Spirit to feed for themselves. So they're no longer on milk, getting to solid food. Now when those individuals come back to church, guess what we have? We've got a stronger church that can move the town, that can live the town better. Now, next week we go out again. Wow, we enjoyed our time together. That was really amazing. The band, you could see they prepared. They were prayed up. The pastor preaches heart out. Now I'm back in my quiet place before I go to work. I'm in the Bible. I'm in the Word. I'm making notes. I've got questions. I talk to God. What am I doing? I'm breaking through the barrier of personal proximity, and I am growing stronger. Now we're back together, and we shift the town again. I want to invite you for what lies ahead. And some of us, 
we are used to the duomini or the pastor moving us. God is inviting you to activate yourself personally, to break the barrier of initial movement for yourself. Amen. What a journey. What a journey. And getting close to his chest. I just want to finish off by saying this. There was one who came and he broke every barrier. Nothing could stop him on his journey to winning our souls, our salvation. He came all the way. People rejected him, spit on him. His friends despised him. The king washing stinking feet. Nothing. There was no barrier. He pushed through all the way to the end. One stage, he's in a garden. He said, Father, if there's, if there's a way to get around this one, please. But he knew he had to face a cross. So what did he do? He activated himself. He said, I'm ready. His friends could not even pray with him that day. Praise the Lord, he got past barrier one because if he was relying on the disciples' prayers, we would all be unsaved right now. His eyes was on the Father. He stood alone in the garden. He was so close to the Father. He was so close that through the toughest of times, that day on the cross, he pushed through. And then something happened. Something very unique that has never happened to a human being in flesh ever before. And that is that a human being was stripped away from the general presence of God which atheist Christians might take for granted. His general presence flowing past you, keeping open your throat for air, keeping demons away from ripping your arms off. I'm not demon-focused, but I'm, this is just what it is. It's the general presence of God maintaining the world so that people can come to faith. And for a moment, Christ on the cross is stripped away from it, and it's much worse than what happens to his body. And he cries, he shrieks. So that never again, never again, you have to be pulled away from God from a place of personal proximity. Amazing. Are you ready for the journey? That is the question you have to answer. I have to answer for myself. And each one, let us break through the barriers. Let's move this town. Let's move this country. Let's stand up this morning. Yeah, Lord, we worship you. When we think of you, our hearts melt. Who is a man that can harbor offense when he thinks of what Jesus has done for them. Where is the arrogant man when he has stepped into the presence of Jesus? It just falls away. How oh, we worship you. I want you to look at that screen and maybe think of one of those three that speaks to you the loudest this morning. Or maybe there's one that really jumped to you 
Then what I want us to do is I'm, I want to pray for us and then I just want the moment of activation. So if there's one of these things that stands out for you, don't come yet. Uh, but I want us to step out from our seats, come to the front. No one's going to pray with you, put you on the spot. But I want us to move and pray for that in front. Just as, a, as an act of I am moving from my chair, I'm going to set motion going. Come to the front, lay it before God, in your own words, say, Lord, I'm just bring the people barrier before you. I realize I set all my hopes on people. That's why I'm constantly offended. It's hard for me to move because I'm glued to people in a way I should not be. I'm coming here to connect with you. And you can move back to your seat or whatever the prayer is you need to pray. But let's get some activation going. So if you want to lay one of these things down in faith, I want you to step out in one, two, and three. Let's go. Respond, pray. No one's going to pray with you in your own words. Yeah, if God leads you, you can respond. And once you're done praying, you can go back to your seat. Let's all remain in a, in a time of prayer right now. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Some of you are just taking a, a step. It's, it, it almost looks like a meaningless step, but it's a, it's, a, it's a shadow of what is coming. You moving. You going from being static to being active and mobile in your faith. Thank you, Lord, just for the shift that's taking place this morning in hearts and in our congregation. We worship you, Lord. Amen. You are welcome to go back to your seat. Thank you for that step of faith. If you were led this morning to do that, um, I want to thank you for your faith. Thank you for partaking. I can sense, I can sense there's something on, on, on the congregation here, and uh, it excites me tremendously. God bless you, and let's be excited for the journey ahead. I'm just handing over to. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.